everyone. Welcome to our latest Let's Talk Talent podcast, episode number two. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm once again joined by Joe. Hello, Joe. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, very good. Very good. Excited to be here once again. Um, first, I think I have to start by thanking everyone uh, for the lovely feedback that we received on the on the first podcast. Um, I'll be honest, I'm truly heartened. Um, Firstly, the fact that people actually listened yeah, it's is, a good sign. Is, is a positive, um, but two, that you found it interesting. So genuinely, um, thank you. Um, really appreciate the feedback. And once again, any feedback on this podcast, we'd really appreciate it. Um, so on to episode two. Um, Joe, I thought it'd be good to tackle on this episode um, a phrase that I hear constantly, the war for talent. Um I can't tell you the amount of times I hear this uh, through magazines and articles and blogs, etc. So I kind of want to start this um, podcast with two initial questions to you. So what is talent, number one? And two, is there genuinely a quotation marks war for talent? Um, So I'm going to start off by answering your second question first. Is there a war for talent? I definitely think there is a war for talent because I think the psychological contract that organisations have with individuals has exponentially changed. Before, when I started my career, um, it was what I could bring to an organisation when you went for an interview. Um, Now, in interviews, people are asking, what can you give me? They're staying less in organisations. So there's a statistic that says millennials will have... 15 to 20 different jobs during their working life compared to a baby boomer for example like my dad who did the same job for you know 40 years so I think the the psychological contract has changed therefore the war for talent still exists but it's just shifted in terms of the inputs to it I also think that when you know I started my career in HR sort of 20 years ago the word talent only referred to say the top two if you're in a big organization 200 people that worked for you um i actually believe wholeheartedly that that everyone is talented and that your talent is your is the people that work within your organization and that you're cutting off um a huge opportunity if you only focus on a small amount of people. Now, that's not to say that high poten- identifying your high potentials or investing in your in your leaders are not important um, things to do. But I think if you go into a philosophy that you're only going to spend on a few and not look at the many, then I think you're not really um, giving people a place that they feel that they can develop their career, which is one of the strongest reasons over the last 10 years where people leave organizations yeah now in episode in episode one we we spoke about our pillars um and talent management what activities would fall under talent management for you because i know that this you know the whole talent management is one for our listeners one of their biggest challenges well what are the activities you say would fall under talent management for you Talent management is the employee life cycle, ultimately. It's no um, more difficult than that. So it's everything from um, onboarding to L&D to performance management to succession management. Yeah. 
that's what telemanagement is. And it, when you look at those individual activities, um, the challenges that our listeners, HR leaders, are facing within each of those areas is is vast. Can you give any examples of anyone from your experiences have really done talent management well? When you look at all those activities done in combination, or who, who, who's done it well? So I think I'm going to give a shout out to one of my clients, um, HarperCollins Publishing UK, and their um, people director, John Athanasio. Um, John truly believes that um, unlocking his talent in his organisation is critical to his, his success as a people director. So he has spent a lot of time thinking about the join up between all of those activities. So yes, he identifies high potentials. Um, we've launched with him a digital learning strategy. He's currently looking at his onboarding, um, but he has really focused on, um, and, you know, again, we talked about the small incremental changes that he can make rather than putting in big blocks of activity. And, do you, and that sounds like it's key, right? Because this is such a broad area. Yeah. yeah by concentrating on the small little steps, yeah. actually that's what's gonna make your biggest impact overall, by concentrating on the small steps. I think you're totally right, because I think what it comes back to is the way that you might do that in a customer journey. And, and talent management for me is, is just an extension of a customer journey. So the way that you might um, attract someone to your website to buy an item or you know to spend money with you, um, it's just as imp the same philosophy can be taken into how you want to attract people to your business. The way that you keep those customers is by developing them, by giving them activities that they want to do, by giving them stretch projects. It's exactly the same philosophy that you take into working in an organisation. So by joining it up rather than treating the pillars as at, you know, so I'm going to launch an L and D strategy, but actually, I don't really understand the skills and experiences and attitudes that I want my people to have. Won't get you to have a good talent management. It will get you a good L and D. Yeah. And so I, I suppose what I'm trying to say to you is, when you think about talent management, think about um, the building blocks that you need, and think about not only what the activities you want people to be great at but how you want them to be great at it and by linking and by focusing on the how that's the magic that happens within talent management it's not focusing on the what that's really interesting and but and to achieve that how what would your advice be to our listeners like what's the starting point well, I think part of it is doing, you know, doing an doing a bit of an audit of what you're currently, what you're currently doing, and whether it's working. So, you know, in the same way as you might do a customer survey, can you do that? Use that internally to see what is really rated. Um, you know, sort of what you need to dial up and what you need to dial down. And one of the ways that we can help you with that is that we've recently created a talent management diagnostic that against the mm. three pillars will you'll be able to look at the activities that we believe and that we've talked you through a little bit today um, 
and see where you think you are in terms of, you know, are you doing you know, high, medium and low ultimately and give you some ideas of where you might want to start. And that might be um, something to consider before you start putting together your talent management um, plan. That's it. And, and is that something that's accessible to all? Is Completely free. Um, you can access it through our website. So at the end of the podcast, we'll give you um, the website address, um, where to find it. Um, and we send you a confidential report on your talent management um, approach or your strategy. Uh-huh. And then we're really happy to sit down and have a coffee with you. But it might just be the starting point for you to start to activate the areas that are going to bring you the biggest return but also help you in having that discussion with your CEO um, or your board about what money and investment you need from them to to make the incremental changes that you that you want to do interesting interesting um, and the website the website address let's talk talent.co.uk yep absolutely perfect so so there you go a lovely diagnostic there which I think is definitely worth um, taking a look at and it, by the sounds it could be you know extremely valuable insights into people's practices well, hopefully it just gives you a starting point um i know that when i worked in-house um it was something that i used and really valued um because it gave me an opportunity to have some data um, and take a step back and we all know everyone's busy and we don't always have the chance to do that because we're so busy delivering what we've said that we're going to deliver so this just gives you a chance to take a step back from the day-to-day and make some strategic decisions um, which can be hard when we're running at 100 million miles an hour cool perfect so let's talk talent.co.uk well joe thank you once again again as always we could probably go on for hours but um no really good really good just short sharp insights um a reminder we're re- producing these webcasts podcasts should i say on a regular basis um, so please do subscribe um, and you'll automatically receive notifications on your your favorite podcast channel um joe thank you um and bye for now bye